0: Is it true that in a lot of marriages, one person has a high sex drive and the other person has a lower sex drive? There's an imbalance there. Yeah,
1: That's very common.
0: They're very common. So what if the person has the higher sex drive, should they always get what they want? No,
1: they Sometimes need to be considerate.
0: Considerate and serve. How about the person that has the lower sex drive?
1: They shouldn't always get what they want either.
0: They deserve. serve. So marriage is really about it's this continuum of servant to selfish. The more selfish you are, the worse your marriage will be. Pastor Mark Driscoll here. Uh, we are coming near the end of the One Flesh season of podcast episodes here at Real Marriage. And this episode you're about to hear was pre recorded before a live studio audience in Scottsdale, Arizona at the Trinity Church where we pastor. And at the end, we just opened it up to some impromptu questions and we didn't know exactly what was coming. And uh, this question is, how often should a married couple have sex? I don't know, Jesus said 70 times seven, that seems like a good number. Uh, Listen to the episode and find out the answer. All right, here's a good question. Uh, How often do you Grace, dress call, believe based upon the revelation of the Lord that is binding upon all, a healthy, and if you disagree with grace, you're very unhealthy, thriving, don't you wanna thrive? Couple should be having sex. I sent this one in, so I just wanted to hear what you're gonna say.
1: a year or so. <laughs> Happy birthday to you! Once a year? Come on. Uh-huh. Okay, all the husbands are really angry at this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Well, I kind of don't like the question, honestly, because a number isn't what it's about. It's whether or not it's a priority in your marriage.
0: Seven in the Bible is the number of perfection.
1: <laughs> Seven times a year?
0: No! <laughs> Oh. <laughs> 70 times 7, Jesus said
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's a good number huh? uh. <laughs> See what it's like to argue scripture with him <laughs> um, I mean, regularly if you're in a healthy marriage you should want to be connected at that level regularly and that can look different for everybody so if I put a number on it then either the wife or the husband is going to go home and say, See, there, we're supposed to be. So I don't like to put a number on it, but I think regularly is whatever that looks like for you, agreed upon regularly. I mean,
0: 1 Corinthians 7, I'll bail you out here. Your boat's off somewhere. Well, some water. I, I yeah. want to
1: say a number, but I don't want to say a number.
0: Just turn it. Yeah, that's not enough. We're going (laughs) to say that number.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, A few times a week. Okay, so the
0: Bible says, I'm going to go Bible. (laughs) Do not, 1 Corinthians 7, do not deprive one another, but by mutual consent and for a season that you may devote yourselves to prayer so that the enemy doesn't get a foothold. So it should be regular, frequent, sufficient, And the only time you take a break, maybe there's a medical problem or there's a relational problem, it's to pray, seek wise counsel, invite the Lord, get some healing. But otherwise, marital sexuality should be free. And if one of you is constantly feeling like being deprived, then there is a bit of a problem. Um, Is it true that in a lot of marriages, one person has a high sex drive and the other person has a lower sex drive? There's an imbalance there.
1: Yeah, that's very common.
0: They're very common. So what if the person has the higher sex drive, should they always get what they want?
1: No, they need to be considerate.
0: Considerate and serve. How about the person that has the lower sex drive?
1: They shouldn't always get what they want either. They need to serve.
0: So marriage is really about, it's this continuum of servant to selfish. The more selfish you are, the worse your marriage will be. So we always say two selfish people, uh, that's a brutal marriage. I use you, you use me. Two selfish people make a brutal marriage. A selfish person and a servant makes an abusive marriage. I take, you give. I win, you lose. Two servants have a beautiful marriage. I serve you, you serve me. Which sometimes is, you know what? You have a lower sex drive, you've had a long day. I'm gonna serve you by non-sexual touch. (laughs) See, I was listening, I was listening. (laughs) I wasn't understanding, but I was listening. Thank you, babe. And other times it's like, I'm not in the mood, but I love you and I wanna serve you. And is it true that if we take on a servant disposition, even if we're not in the mood, sometimes we start to be intimate, our body awakens and all of a sudden we're in the mood.
1: But again, that goes back to not just all of a sudden being together at night, but working on it throughout the day, texting each other, calling each other, sharing how you feel about each other during the day or during the week so that you're culminating that in that act of true connection at the deepest level. Our first
0: pastor, I love him, he's a great man and I'm forever grateful for our first church, amazing church, great Bible teacher. And he used this old analogy you probably heard, that men are like microwaves and women are like crock pots. Have you heard that analogy? So if you go to a man you're like, are you ready? He's like, yep. <laughs> I was when you started to ask, okay? <laughs> I'm always ready. Um, for a woman, Crock-Pot, meaning it takes a while for her to warm up, most women, there are exceptions, but then once she's warmed up, she's warm for longer. Uh, gotta make sure I say this right, otherwise I gotta fire myself. Uh, and knowing that, so for Um, let's say you do have a spouse who is a lower sex drive would you say that the emotional spiritual so you know love God all your heart soul mind strength the emotional the spiritual the mental connection during the day begins the process of preparing that spouse to be physically intimate
1: yeah absolutely and usually for women there's body image issues that are involved in there as well that I won't get into a long explanation of but as women, we need to understand that God made our bodies. He made our bodies to respond to sexual pleasure. And guys don't see all the same stuff that we see about our bodies. You notice they don't notice things around the house. How many of you? It goes for the, <laughs> the body as well. We How think many that.
0: women have like, totally changed their hairstyle and their husband had no idea? <laughs> right? I mean, you, let's just say guys are not super attentive. Amen? <laughs> I mean, just look at them. <laughs> like, detailed, not a strength. Not good to be alone. Not good to be alone. So, within that, um, how often, so back to the question, how often should a couple be together? <laughs> what if a couple says, once a month, that's when we're intimate?
1: That's not regular. So, I would say there's something unhealthy in there that they need to talk about.
0: So... The average married couple has sex, and here's what I'm telling you, you don't want to be average. (laughs) Nobody wants to be a C student. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Two to three times a week, most couples. The older a couple is, it tends to be less frequent. The younger a couple is, tends to be more frequent. But within a lot of the data, Mm -hmm. They're looking at pornography. They're self-pleasuring. There's a lot of secrecy in addition to the marital intimacy. And so if all of your desires are for your spouse and everything involves your spouse and there's nothing hidden or separated from your spouse, that number for a faithful couple is probably going to be higher than normal because they're not doing things that are against God's word and God's will. Okay, so if the average couple, we sleep together two, three times a week, and then we look at porn three, four days a week, you're like, uh, no, we got to cut all that out, and all the desires need to go toward the marriage, which then could push the number of sort of normal up.
1: Well, and you said um, so that the enemy doesn't get a foothold in that scripture, and so being regular doesn't allow the enemy to get in and divide your marriage.
0: Because you get a lot of bitterness, Mm -hmm. a lot of temptation, Mm -hmm. and... Um, it says in Hebrews 12, 15, and 16, talks about bitterness and then um, sexual sin. The the foothold that the enemy uses for immorality, adultery, perversion is bitterness, meaning I'm I'm not getting taken care of, therefore I have a right to take care of this desire. And that's a lie and it's demonic, but under most adultery and pornography and perversion is bitterness, feeling like I deserve more And and the question is, no, 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 you can't be bitter. You need to work on your relationship and be more intimate so that the enemy doesn't get a foothold of temptation. Pastor Mark here saying thanks for joining us for the Real Marriage Podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed today's episode. Go ahead if you've not already and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave a five-star review. If you'd like to let us know how this ministry is serving you or just find out more, go ahead and visit exomarriagecom slash realmarriage. Or hey, if you want a free mountain of Bible teaching uh, from my wife and uh, myself and our daughter Ashley, uh, head on over to realfaith.com.